Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. Is if you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Pau Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. Got another jam-packed show for you with some good information for you. Lots going on in the sports world. We'll bring you up to date on all the sports business happenings this week. Lauren Teague, my business partner on the Sports PR Summit, which will take place in person on May 17th in New York City at Canoe Studios. We're going to reveal our lineup for our full day event, as well as the speakers who will be on stage at our event in our next segment. You can still get tickets to the Sports PR Summit by visiting sportsprsummit.com. Seating is limited. And we will be streaming the event this year for the first time. So if you're not able to join us in person in New York, you can stream the event. Go to sportsprsummit.com to reserve your in-person or your virtual ticket. I also want to let you know about LinkedIn. As a small business owner, you're juggling 100 balls in the air and don't have time to interview candidates who just aren't qualified for your role. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy for you to find the people you want to interview faster and for free. With LinkedIn, you can create a free job post in a matter of minutes. Reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. 
LinkedIn has simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash SBR. Again, that's linkedin.com slash SBR to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We want to get to our sports business radio headlines of the week. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing great. And uh, two things I'm looking forward to our New York events going to be awesome as always. And then number two, NBA playoffs have been awesome. I've been enjoying them. I'm sure you have been too. Yeah, we'll get to NBA playoffs in a moment because we've got some uh, TV ratings that we can share. But let's start off with the NFL. The NFL is king. And one of the biggest pieces of media inventory that the NFL has is the Sunday direct TV ticket. So they've had the Sunday ticket for a long time. It's been direct TV for a couple of decades. That is now up for renewal. And according to Sources cited by Matthew Bellini of Puck News. This could be in play for Apple or possibly Amazon, but Apple seems to be the leading candidate. So the total package was $1.5 billion a year for DirecTV. Griggs, they're now saying that Apple or Amazon would pay $2.5 billion for the Sunday ticket. So It would make sense for Apple or Amazon because they're looking to add sports to their lineup. We've already seen that Apple has the Friday night baseball package. It would strengthen the Apple lineup to add the NFL package. So uh, I don't know, Griggs, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think we're going to see the streaming services get in on the Sunday ticket is what it sounds like. I absolutely love it because I think DirecTV has obviously dominated that for years. And if you don't have a subscription, you're out. And, uh, you know, I used to have DirecTV. It was great. But then we switched to all streaming and then it's like, okay, I'm missing Sunday tickets. So, yeah, I think this is great. I think it opens up for like we've talked about so much on the show, the streaming platforms to take over and to really, uh, you know, branch out like we're seeing with Apple. Like you said, MLB on Friday night. I think it'd be cool if Apple Plus got it. And uh, man, I'm down for that big time. What do you think about Ted Lasso calling the games if uh, they're on Apple? (laughs) There you go. Yeah, work in some of the shows to be your uh, commentators. I like that. You know, Apple has got a ton of cash, too, to spend on this. So even more than the TV network. So I I would put them as the leader in the clubhouse for getting the Sunday ticket from the NFL. But what a jump to go from $1.5 billion a year to $2.5 billion a year. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, NFL has the money and uh, the product is good and great and people love it and advertisers love it. So the money is probably not a big deal, like you said, with Apple when they, you know, charge 1500 bucks for a new phone and billions of people have them. I think they're going to be doing fine. Speaking of lots of money, the bids are in for the Denver Broncos. So Pat Bolin died. He was the longtime owner of the Denver Broncos. His trust is now auctioning off the Denver Broncos and they will go to the highest bidder, most likely. The main people who have bid, so Sixers, New Jersey Devils co-owner Josh Harris and his group have a bid in. Dodgers, Lakers investor Todd Boley has a bid in, and a lot of people have him tied to buying Chelsea as well. 
And then Walmart heir, Rob Walton, one of the richest people in the world, Griggs, he's worth $70 billion. He would by far be the wealthiest owner in the NFL. He's got a bid in. And if you're just going with highest bidder, you would have to think that Rob Walton is the leader in the clubhouse. 70 billion, man. What's that like on a daily basis? Hey, uh, can you buy me uh, lunch today? Yeah, I got it. No big deal. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. But, uh, you know, I think it's cool how they do kind of the auction format and Broncos are an iconic franchise. I mean, people want that. They've got a history. They've got some good ownership, good players. So I think that will go uh, fairly quickly, but it will be interesting to see who ends up signing on the uh, contract. So the value on the Broncos, according to Sportico, is three point eight billion dollars. So if you're Rob Walton and you buy them, you've still got, oh, 65, 66 billion dollars left that you can uh, use in your in your life. So I think you're going to do OK. But uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this process works. Do they go with the highest bidder? Do they go with the best group? Maybe the highest bidder is the best group. I'm not sure, but we will be watching this closely. Speaking of ownership groups, the Seattle Kraken have added two minority investors. They are former Seattle Seahawks star Marshawn Lynch and Seattle-born rapper Macklemore. Terms of the investment, which was announced Monday, were not disclosed, but Forbes most recently valued the Kraken at an estimated $875 million. So not sure how much Marshawn Lynch and Macklemore put in Griggs, but uh, Marshawn Lynch certainly like driving around the Zamboni at the Kraken Arena. And, uh, you know, they add a little star power and two Seattle favorites to their ownership group. That's always fun. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's just a great sports market. They do things right up there. They have great followings of all their teams. And like you said, those are two big names. They're big Seattle guys. And uh, Marshawn always brings some laughter and some fun to the uh, to the show. And then you got the music side with Macklemore. So I think good investors in the Kraken are just going to get better. They're going to get a bigger following. And uh, Seattle continues to grow. I still think NBA will be back there soon, too. Yeah, I think they will, too. I think that's a foregone conclusion. And Macklemore actually mentioned in his press conference that if NBA comes back to Seattle, he wants to be a part of that ownership group as well. All right. Sticking with football yet related to golf, the match from capital one is back June 1st at six thirty PM Eastern time. This is the first time no pro golfers are involved in the match and it's going to pit Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes on the golf course. Griggs, who do you have? That will be much watch TV. I mean, that's going to be really fun. I think, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and Brady have it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a good golfer and we've seen Brady play before too. So I think those two, I mean, some of the biggest competitors in the world, not that the other two aren't, but I think uh, Brady and Rodgers win that. Yeah, I would probably agree. I think they're going to, they're going to pull that out and they've played in it before. So they know what to expect. All right. The return of the USFL drew a pretty large audience on TV. So Fox and NBC shared the telecast and they combined to draw 3 million viewers on Saturday night for the New Jersey Generals Birmingham Stallions matchup. And they averaged about 3 million viewers across their network for opening weekend. But Griggs, when I turn it on and watch it, there's nobody in the stands. So I thought they did some interesting things with the telecast. I love the drone coverage. If someone's running for a touchdown, the drones overhead and following them to the end zone. There's some other neat things like mics in the uh, shoulder pads. So, you know, when someone's getting hit, you can hear the crunch and 
you know, I think they did some innovative things with the broadcast. The broadcast was solid, but I just couldn't get past the fact that there were like 50 people in the stands in these huge stadiums. So either they need to cover the seats with tarp and put sponsor names and logos on those tarps, or they need to draw more people. But that was an eyesore. Or move to some little, uh, you know, high school gym somewhere and play. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. I think the cameras in, in the world of football, especially, have come so far. And I love the drone and the overhead views and all that stuff. But yeah, the fans, the no fans doesn't look good when you're watching on TV and nobody's there, um, especially when you turn on a MLB game or an NFL game or an NBA playoff game and it's jam packed. So they need to bring that up or figure out a way to, like you said, cover the stands to make it look a little bit more professional. All right, let's move to the NBA. As you mentioned earlier, NBA playoffs are underway. For the regular season, this is according to the Sports Business Journal, the NBA averaged 1.6 million viewers across ABC, ESPN, and TNT. That's up 19% from 2020 and 21. So uh, the play-in tournament averaged 2.5 million viewers across TNT and ESPN. That's down 13% from last year's. 2.89 million. But the good news is the playoffs so far are doing really well. They're averaging 4.03 million viewers across ABC, TNT, and ESPN for the first eight games of the playoffs. That's the best opening weekend for the league since 2018. The Nets and the Celts, that was a great game, got just under 7 million viewers. That's the best first round game since Warriors Rockets game four in 2016 on ABC. And then the 10 most watched games of the 2021-22 NBA season, I won't go through the whole list, but I will tell you the top three games on the list, they were all on Christmas. So Christmas Day is big for the NBA. Opening night is big for the NBA. Uh, The Nets, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Suns, those are the big draws for some of the top-rated games of the year, Griggs. Yeah, I'm loving that uh, Brooklyn-Boston series. And how about that ending with Tatum with the buzzer-beater layup? But yeah, I think that's a fun battle. Lots of physical play. All the series seem really physical. I love that. Uh, Refs are letting them play a little bit and bang around. And uh, Bucks-Bulls was fun. I think uh, it's just all over. I mean, look at Curry. He's back, too. He was being Curry last night, just hitting threes from all over the place, falling down, doing layups everywhere. I mean, he looks to be feeling well and in playoff form. So I'm looking forward to it. I love the early round, too, where you got, you know, three games in a row every night. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Um, It's almost like a March Madness type of feel to it where you can just watch sports all night. And, uh, you know, I think the coverage has been stellar thus far. And uh, I've enjoyed NBA playoffs. I'm still going with the Suns in the West and the Bucks in the East. The Heat look pretty good. Celtics look pretty good. I mean, you know, it's easy to get excited after a couple games. But I, I still think the Bucks and the Suns are my picks. Are you uh, sticking with your picks? Yeah, I you know I I didn't have the most solid picks after I think about it now. But Seventy <laughs> Sixers, they're they're doing okay. We'll see if they can pull it out. But uh, what do you want, man? Yeah, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. I got I got to calm down and just relax, relax. So uh, yeah, it's fun. I'm just looking forward to. Uh, it's always good. Every game's fun. It's going to be a great uh, finals. Will be great. Whoever's playing. But uh, yeah, Phoenix is is solid. I think uh, I think you might be good on that pick. All right, now with NBA playoffs underway, NFL draft coming up, Major League Baseball underway, NHL playoffs, I am on my Underdog Fantasy app every night. Underdog Fantasy is the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio. It's the fastest growing fantasy app ever released with investors that include Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, Jared Goff, and many more. 
the Underdog Fantasy app is available at underdogfantasy.com on iOS or on Android. I love it. I play a lot of uh, Pick'em. I do Rivals. There's Best Ball. There's a lot of fun games on there, Griggs. I lost a close one the other night. I really needed Joey Votto to get one hit. The over-under was uh, 0.5, so he just needed one hit. I won my other bets as part of that ticket, and darn it, Joey Votto, he just couldn't get the one hit. But it makes watching the games a lot more fun. So we've got a special offer for Sports Business Radio listeners. New users can get up to $100 matched on their first deposit when they use the code SBR. So download the app at underdogfantasy.com and then enter the promo code SBR to get up to $100 to play with. All right, coming up next, my business partner on the Sports PR Summit, Lauren Teague. We're going to reveal part of the lineup for the day, tell you some of the topics that we're going to discuss. Talk about the overall state of the sports PR and media industry. It's really changed a lot in the last few years uh, with the pandemic. So we'll talk about that. That is coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. We're back on Sports Business Radio, and I'm joined by my Sports PR Summit partner and friend, Lauren Teague. Lauren, how are you? Hey, Brian. Super good uh, to talk to you and be back on SBI. I think it's been a while since I've been here. But um, as you know, we're plugging our way on another wonderful Sports PR Summit event. We are just under a month out. And we have, as you know, been working super hard to um, to get our group back together and, and make this a priority for the industry. Yeah. I mean, it's been since 2019, since we were in person, we've done some events virtually, but uh, it'll be great to get back together in person at Canoe Studios in New York City. Like you said, May 17th, if people want to sign up and join our collective, you can do that at sportsprsummit.com. This is the first time ever that we've also offered a virtual ticket. So if you can't join us in New York in person, there is a virtual ticket as well. And I know, Lauren, you've been working hard on that. Streaming is not really my thing. I, I stream, but I don't know how it all works. And you've been the the brains behind that. So I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. You know, we did pivot um, in the last couple of years. Like, I mean, every event had to write. So we were doing online content um, through 2020, uh, through 2021. And, and last year actually presented a full virtual summit, um, you know, ran kind of through my, through my home office as well and brought faces and, and people together that way. Um, and I'm excited to continue that because I think having a virtual option for a lot of people just makes a ton of sense. Uh, so when you sign up for a ticket, you can choose a strategic membership on the through the collective, and that grants you a strategic membership, gives you an in-person ticket, and a professional membership gives you a virtual ticket. Um, and either way, if you're a member of the collective, you get access to not only the event on May 17th and the replays of that event, but also all the previous content that we've created, um, all the previous sessions and in um, and online conversations we've had over the last couple of years, they're in there too. So people can sign up today for a Sports PR Summit, whether they're going to attend virtually or in person, and still get the value um, immediately of being uh, able to access those those previous events, as well as connecting with other members of the industry in our members only collective. So that's a huge value add this year that we haven't been able to kind of do. And of course that is uh, part of the pivots that we made 
during the pandemic just to support the sports PR industry and, and everybody who's attached to that. Right. So in the past, it's been about 125 people in person in New York, uh, senior communications executives from across the sports industry. So leagues, teams, brands, agencies, media outlets. And, you know, really what we're doing is we're bringing together reporters, we're bringing together senior PR people, we're bringing together coaches and athletes. They all kind of complain about each other. They want to understand each other's worlds a little bit better. And we kind of do that at our event. Another thing that we're doing that's new this year is we're offering a student membership on the collective. Mm -hmm. So if you're an up and coming student and you want to get into the PR industry or the digital slash social media industry, this is also a great opportunity for you. Yeah, absolutely. And we're super excited about that because we have a lot of opportunities um, to pass not just knowledge on to students and, and network with them as they're pursuing their career, but also, you know, in the case of our new academic partner, um, the Syracuse Newhouse uh, Sports Media Center, they those students can come in and actually, you know, network in, and be part of not just the event, but also in the collective. We can um, post internships and job opportunities there. We can do some mentorship programs. It gives us a lot of opportunities. And so to bring kind of that next group of students, I feel like I'm not too far away from that. I'm much further away than I I would like to admit from being kind of uh, an emerging student breaking into, you know, broadcasting, PR, sports media. Um, And so it's just really fun to kind of be able to reach a hand back and pull people in uh, and along with us as this this world changes. Because as you know, everything's changing so fast and sports PR is, is not immune to that. Yeah. All right. Let's go through our agenda for the day that we have so far. So some important conversations. We're going to start off our day with a conversation about determining media access. This has been a big topic. You may remember at the NBA All-Star Game Uh, I believe it was in February, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, talked about whether or not locker rooms should reopen after the pandemic. And Lauren, as we've talked on the show many times, the dirty little secret in sports, team sports, is the coaches and the players have wanted an excuse to close the locker room for a long time. They want that to be their sacred place. But for many years, it's been open to reporters. So there's Mm -hmm. this debate. Should it be the sacred place for the players? And by the way, we have cameras on our phones now and people are getting dressed and it's just a different landscape than when they made the rules 30 or 40 years ago. Um, There's people in the locker room that maybe shouldn't be in the locker room with those phones that are just taking pictures and selfies. And are they really reporters? But there are reporters who get great information and build relationships in the locker room. So we're going to have a conversation about determining media access. It's going to be moderated by our mutual friend, Christy Rome, who is the founder of eight degrees. She works with lots of athletes like Emmanuel Ocho, Malcolm Jenkins, Warwick Dunn, and and many others. Uh, The panelists are going to be John Schwartz, who is the senior vice president of communications and marketing digital and social from the Big Ten Conference. He's also worked in NASCAR and the NFL, so he's got a wide range of what he's seen with media access. And then Amy Palsik with Amazon Prime. She's the head of media relations. She was longtime NFL 
executive with the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars more recently. So she'll be great to lend to that discussion. And then we're going to have the reporter perspective. Rob Maddy is with the Associated Press. He's covered the NFL for a long time. He's been in locker rooms. He understands what it's like to have the benefit of the access of being in the locker rooms and building those relationships. So I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. And it could be one of those, Lauren, that we see some best practices come out of that conversation that could actually be applied within our industry, which would be interesting. I couldn't agree more in that this is going to be such a dynamic panel and it speaks to exactly, you know, what we were just saying about the industry is changing so fast and technology is changing even faster. The pandemic obviously accelerated technology adoption um, for for everybody in business. And so to really sit down with uh, all of these diverse viewpoints, not just represented on stage, but also in the room, because as you know, Brian, these conversations don't just stay on stage, right? It's it's a lot of questions from the audience. So people who are in the audience and, and wanting to help kind of set those best practices, what's worked for them, what they've experienced and being able to share that in that hour, um, I think is just, it's going to set the tone for the entire day of just kind of, you know, making this summit, you know, a, a must attend, a must watch for anybody in this industry, because we're the only ones going to be talking about the rules in the locker room or the rules in media access, how social media has changed, how athletes are communicating and, and what, you know, what gatekeepers there are and, and all of that. So could not be happier to lead off sports PR summit with that session on determining media access. All right. Later in our morning session, we are going to discuss the fact that 2022 is the 50th anniversary of title nine. So we're going to have a panel called, uh, the 50th anniversary of Title IX, the state of women's sports. And in my opinion, this might be the most power-packed discussion of the day. Some incredible women on stage for this conversation. Erin Kane with XL Sports Management. She's the VP of women's sports. She's going to moderate this discussion. The panelists, our friend Hillary Knight from Team USA Hockey, gold medalist, world champion. She's an ESPN NHL analyst. She's been on this show several times. Uh, Hallie Rosen, who is the founder of Just Women's Sports. That's a wonderful platform that has emerged in the last couple of years, and she's a tremendous speaker. We've got Sandra L. Richards. She's with Morgan Stanley Wealth Management, the head of global sports and entertainment. Andrea Perez with the Jordan brand, vice president and general manager of women. So, Lauren, uh, you know, we always try and champion women at our event. This is an interesting year because of that 50th anniversary of Title IX, and I'm so excited to hear this conversation at Sports PR Summit. You know, I think that this is a really bold conversation, and not because of the topic, because we've seen, you know, Sloan MIT uh, Sports Analytics Conference do a Title IX session. Um, I think kind of anyone who's got a sports tie this year is going to try to attempt to do Title IX um, some, in some way, shape, or form. And I think what we pulled together here is the diversity of, of voices and not just a focused on just an athlete or just the media company, but you've got executives joining this the stage here to talk about kind of how women in sports and events are, you know, it, you don't have to be the best of the best to be the athlete or be the person 
good with words to be part of this movement. Um, so I think that I'm with you. This is one that like my phone's going to be off. I'm going to be having in my front row seat uh, at Sports PR Summit. That's one I think it's going to be really, really fascinating. Um, could not be happier to champion this group of women, Brian, and just so glad that you um, were able to help us pull this together uh, and and make it a prominent part of the day. I think that that really speaks to, you know, who sports PR is for. Um, and a lot of it is for and by women. So it, it should be something that we're having a conversation about. All right. Then we're going to break for lunch. This is also one of the highlights. I love Canoe Studios. It overlooks the Hudson River. Uh, music videos from Taylor Swift and Beyonce have been filmed in this venue before. But Morgan Stanley is treating us all to lunch. So thank you to Morgan Stanley for that. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to network with our peers in the industry. Um, and then in the afternoon session, we've got a few things already on tap. One, I'm going to sit down with Steve Phelps, who's the president of NASCAR. I'm excited to sit down with him. I think they've done a remarkable job in the last few years. They had certain labels attached to them for a long, long time. And I think they're shedding those labels and they're being pretty innovative in what they've done, whether it's banning the Confederate flag or what they've done with Bubba Wallace. They've got owners like Michael Jordan and Pitbull who are owning NASCAR teams. It's not our grandfather's NASCAR anymore. And I think Steve is a big part of that. And they faced their PR challenges head on. So I'm excited to sit down with him as the head of a sport. We've had Adam Silver and Gary Batman and David Stern at Sports PR Summit before. Anytime you can get the head of a sport to sit down with you at Sports PR Summit, I think it's insightful. I think I'm absolutely in agreement with you there because as someone who spent, you know, several years in kind of a fringe sport, so the PGA Tour, uh, just right up the road from the NASCAR on uh, the east coast of Florida, um, you know, we kind of looked down at Daytona as like a, as something that was competitive, um, but also adjacent to PGA Tour, uh, maybe not in fan base, but just in kind of what they were trying to do to break the mold. Um, our technology teams were actually both with Turner for a little while. So I have a, a lot of kind of history of watching what NASCAR does as a business, as well as what the product that they put out. Um, and I think that your conversation with Steve is going to be really, really good because it's, it's going to hit on all of those issues. And I just really love to hear, you know, in today's world, uh, how NASCAR is not just like, trying to do things differently, but they're succeeding at that. I think that's something that any sports league is going to learn from. So I think that's going to be a really fascinating conversation, Brian, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Another conversation we're going to have as part of our full day agenda is navigating NIL. This is another space where a lot of people are wondering, what's this new landscape look like? It came on the scene last summer. People are still trying to figure out what are the guardrails, what are the parameters. And I think especially PR people, SIDs are really trying to understand this. So we're going to have Blake Lawrence, who is our friend from Open Doors, the co-founder and CEO of Open Doors, and also Oliver Luck, who has been a senior executive with the NCAA. He played college and NFL football. He's been with NFL Europe. He's now, you know, working in that NIL landscape. He's been the commissioner of the XFL. He's done so many different jobs and has worked so closely with athletes and has been an elite athlete himself. So I think 
that's going to be a really interesting panel discussion. We might add another person or two to that panel to add that athlete perspective, but navigating the NIL with Oliver Luck and Blake Lawrence, I think that's going to be an insightful conversation. Sure. This is another area where the rules are literally being written as the game is being played. Uh, There's so much that we don't know about NIL and how it's going to shape up. It feels a little bit like the wild, wild west and the people who are, you know, have been championing this and been ready for it. Um, You know, those are the people that are going to be on stage with us at Sports PR Summit as a marketer and someone who also does a lot of brand consulting for brands outside of sports. There's a ton of NIL opportunity and leverage that is being missed. So I can't wait to ask those questions of the panelists about, you know, how, how when you look outside of sports, you know, how does a local business get into um, using NIL? How does a, a prominent business use NIL almost as a recruiting arm um, to get people uh, interested in working for their firm? Since we know that most collegiate athletes don't go pro um, in their own sports. So I think that's going to be a really fascinating conversation. We are not even a whole year into NIL. And and again, the rules are, are just being written as they're played. So uh, I think, again, this is going to be something that we're going to come out a lot smarter uh, than we went in in just the one hour that we have on stage. The other thing that we're going to be doing for the first time ever at Sports PR Summit, and I really wanted to do this for a long time, I'm glad we're finally getting around to doing it, is... Lauren, people in the PR industry mostly work behind the scenes. You you don't hear their names very often. They're always making others look good and putting the spotlight on them. And and it's kind of a industry where you know PR people just aren't recognized. And then sports PR people really aren't recognized. And there's so much good work that's being done. This year, we're going to launch the Lifetime Achievement Awards presented by Syracuse Newhouse Sports Media Center. So we're thrilled to be partnering with Syracuse Newhouse Sports Media Center. They are a wonderful institution, have tons of credibility, and we're going to have for this first year two Lifetime Achievement Award recipients. One is Veda Manager, who is the longtime Nike executive. He's done so many things. I mean, he's worked with Nelson Mandela and Magic Johnson and He's worked in film, and he handled crises at Nike while he was there. But he's been a mentor to me for a number of years, and I just have all the respect in the world for Veda. So I'm so thrilled that he's going to be our first man receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award. And then Rosa Gotti, who longtime ESPN executive, 30-plus years. She's been an SID. She's in the Cosida Hall of Fame. She is also so accomplished. So to have Rosa and Veda with us receiving these Lifetime Achievement Awards presented by Syracuse Newhouse Sports Media Center is going to be a really special way to cap our day on May 17th. I Yes, absolutely. This is um, legends. <laughs> what is that word? Legend. Wait for it. Dairy. This is going to be such a great moment for anybody on the in the room, anybody who's watching online. Um, just to give two pioneers of sports PR and communications, give them their due. And, and like you said, these people are, work, are used to working behind the scenes, that the recognition is, you know, they're the ones writing the bios and submitting the nominations for the people that they work for and the programs that they uh, run and they're not used to that spotlight. So just to be able to shine it in a very respectful way, in a way that 
um, honors their contributions and then invites them to the stage to talk about their career. I mean, to have uh, a conversation with Rosa Gotti a couple hours after having a conversation about Title IX and how that impacted women's sports. I mean, those things go so hand in hand. Um, and as someone who is, you know, again, still feel like I'm kind of up and coming, uh, these are these are both people, Rosa and Veda, that I have looked up to. Um, you know, you read about them and you you don't think that you get to cross paths with them, you know, at the events. And and luckily for me, I have been able to. And it's just so awesome. And I think that one of the things that the kind of signals this is that, you know, the dean of the Newhouse School is coming to present this award um, as part of the the partnership we have with Syracuse Newhouse. So I think that's just fantastic that, you know, it's we're able to kind of bridge, you know, that the students and the the younger people coming in, again, giving them an arms up to show them what success actually looks like and what this career path looks like um, by honoring people like Rosa and like Veda. I think it's tremendous. Yeah. And I like that we're not just giving them their award. They're sitting down for a conversation to reflect on their careers, to talk about how sports PR has evolved, uh, talk about where it's going. And just an aside, you know, sometimes you create things and you wonder, like, do they resonate with people? And I think you and I are so proud of this event because it's impacted people. And the fact that, like you said, the Dean of Syracuse Newhouse Center is coming to present the award. And to me, it was really cool. I, I called Veda and said, Veda, you know, you've, you've been chosen as the lifetime award recipient. And his first call was to his 84 year old mother. And the mm-hmm. fact that he was excited to share that with his mom you know, I'm all about that human connection. And I just thought that was really neat. And it makes me proud to be associated with Sports PR Summit that he was proud to get that award from us. A hundred percent. I think that is one of the things that when you shared that with our small group of the committee members, um, you know, that was a collective kind of an awe response. Uh, Just it validates the, the effort to, to put an awards program in place and just sets the stage for, you know, creating more opportunities to honor the good work that is done by sports PR people in the industry going forward. All right. So May 17th, Canoe Studios in New York City. I'm telling you, the venue is one of the stars of the show, too. It is an incredible venue. Uh, We've got a barista there all day. Like we try and do all the little things beyond just giving you great content at our event. But Lauren, tell people how they can sign up and register if they haven't registered to join us already. Yeah. So the easiest way to do it is go to members.sportsprsummit.com. And that's where you'll be able to select an in-person ticket as part of a strategic membership or a virtual ticket if you'd rather be your own barista and not uh, fly to New York and join (laughs) us there. Um, That's fine too. That's a professional membership. You get a virtual ticket to the Sports PR Summit, plus it unlocks all of the great content that we've put together over the last couple of years, as well as um, a, a collective community of people to to network with starting as soon as you sign up, and that's a one-year membership. So that uh, that allows us to keep those connections building, um, not just the 100 or so people that are going to be in the room in New York City, but also kind of creating a, a way for those connections to move forward. And and so if you are in a city, you know, if, if we get to Phoenix or if we get to Atlanta or we get to somewhere, you know, I can put a word out and say, hey, you know, I'm going to be here for the night or I'm stuck in the airport. Is anybody else here? 
you know, you want to go to a game, you want to grab some coffee. And it just allows that community to keep building. So members.sportsprsummit.com is where you can get the tickets for our May 17th event, both virtual or in person. Um, And it's important to note, you know, just because of the way the world looks right now, we do have a limited number of seats that we're selling for New York. So if you are interested uh, in being in the room at Canoe Studios on May 17th, please go get those tickets right away uh, because they will sell out. And uh, if you'd rather have a virtual pass, we've, we've got you covered all the way up to the morning of the event. You can buy that virtual ticket. One of the nice things about our event too, if you're there in person, it is intimate. You're not in a room of a thousand people or even 500 people. You can walk up to pretty much anyone and say hello and I always joke over the last decade, I wish I had a small percentage of the deals that have been cut inside the room at Sports PR Summit because we could probably retire. But um, I'm so happy to be a, a connector at that event. And Lauren, like we just said, students, this is a great opportunity for you too. I get emails every week from students. How do I get into the industry? How can I network? Here's a golden opportunity for you. So again, there is a student option for attending Sports PR Summit. And I think if you're a student out there and you want to work in the sports PR industry or you want to be an SID or you want to work in the social media sports space, this is a great opportunity, right, Lauren? It is. I can't think of anything that would be more accessible to students and give you a leg up in you know, in the networking and finding the opportunities and understanding what this industry really is and and what they need. You know, we need content creators. We need people who can do storytelling in a lot of different ways. We need people who are good behind the scenes and want to and want to be there. If this is a career that you're passionate about, I can't imagine any other way to get a better look kind of inside the ropes, as we say in the golf world, than um, being a part of Sports PR Summit. If you want to see Pictures from our past events, go to sportsprsummit.com. You can see some of the speakers who have been on stage. I'm super proud of this. This is, you know, one of the things I'm most proud of in uh, my career. And Lauren, it's been so great to work with you on this. And, you know, thank you so much for all of your efforts. And I'm excited to see people in person again on May 17th. I haven't been to New York since January of 2020, which seems like a lifetime ago. And just to be able to come together at our event and see people in person, it's going to be a little weird, but it's also going to be something I'm really looking forward to. Oh, I know we're all ready to do this. And uh, and I would be remiss if we just didn't shout out our sponsors one more time who are helping us make it possible to keep this event, you know, small and, and, um, and the room intimate. So I uh, would also like to thank our official financial partner, Morgan Stanley, um, our academic partner who we mentioned earlier, the Syracuse Newhouse Sports Media Center. Um, our live stream this year is going to actually be professionally produced um, and it's presented by Resi. Uh, and so super excited about that, that wonderful quality that's coming um, to us for that. We've got coffee breaks and snacks provided by Heartland and VIP gift bags for those lucky enough to be um, in the VIP room from Jordan brand. Uh, And I keep looking at that list and wondering how I can put my name on it. So um, (laughs) really excited about, you know, just not only the people who are investing in their careers by buying a ticket, but also just this great list of partners that have come together to help uh, us put on this such an important event for the sports PR industry. And again, thank you to Syracuse Newhouse Sports Media Center for 
partnering with us on the Sports PR Summit Awards. It's something we've wanted to do for many years, and we're really excited to be launching it this year with these two Lifetime Achievement Awards. All right, Lauren, we're less than a month away from uh, Sports PR Summit. If you want to follow Sports PR Summit on Twitter or Instagram, you can do that at Sports PR Summit. We've got pretty regular updates and you know, we seem to be trending every year that we do Sports PR Summit uh, on the day of. So uh, hashtag Sports PR Summit on the day of. That's true. Oh, and if you think that you should have gotten your invitation already in your email, but you maybe we changed your email in the last couple of years, it's likely we don't have it. So you can also go to sportsprsummit.com and sign up again for our newsletter and our invitations. Or you can just go to members.sportsprsummit.com if you know you want to come to the event and just buy your ticket that way. And our updated schedule will be posted at sportsprsummit.com as well. If you click on the uh, events tab and then SPRS East, which is our New York City event. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. Before I let you go, I don't know if you're ready to talk about this yet, but you're going to be launching a new company pretty soon called FanWagon. Just give us the the one-minute spiel on what FanWagon is. Well, FanWagon is the uh, online resale marketplace for all the great sports gear, team gear that we've all collected over the years. Um, if you are like me, I'm a parent. And so we have stacks of um, master's polos and sizes that we can't use anymore or Dallas Stars jerseys that no one in Portland wants. So I'm actually building the marketplace for anyone to buy, sell, and collect their old, uh, not old, just resell their sports team gear, jerseys, shirts, um, scarves, et cetera, et cetera. So we are going to go into a closed beta here in the next month or so and really kind of boost that inventory. Um, so when we open to a public launch that there is going to be lots of things you can buy. sell. I'm looking at a stack of things that I am collecting right now. I have everything from Mariners jerseys and Detroit Tigers t-shirts to a stack of University of Oregon gear, which is funny because I'm not a University of Oregon alum um, <laughs> that I'm going to list on the site. And so it's for anyone who uh, has things to sell or, or looking to buy um, in a more sustainable way, uh, more of a circular fashion that's really on trend right now. So whether you're cleaning out your closet or trying to find things for your family or for your buddies group, um, that's going to be the site where you buy, sell, and collect your identity and apparel. And throw out your Twitter handle so people can follow you as this evolves. Yeah. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is Lauren T. Teague. And FanWagon is F-A-N-W-A-G-N. And we're on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter right now. Um, and so stay tuned for updates on that only marketplace where you can buy, sell, and collect uh, secondhand sports apparel. I love it. I love the idea. It's one of those ideas that's so good. It's like, how is someone not doing this by now? Well, I've so. been waiting for three years for someone to do it. And just so it happens that the pandemic happened and now I have an opening to do it. So I'm really excited. And, and thanks for the opportunity to let me talk about it. Yeah. When you're a billionaire one day, we'll remember this conversation and then you can uh, sponsor Sports PR Summit. I can. You're right. <laughs> All right. Lauren Teague, partner on Sports PR Summit. Can't wait to see you May 17th in New York. Thanks, Brian. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Brian Berger here. You might have heard my conversation with Nate Chackets, the 
co-founder and CEO of Roan a few weeks ago on Sports Business Radio. If you missed it, definitely check it out. Roan is the new official menswear partner of Sports Business Radio. I love their product. I've been a fan for a long time. Did you know David Stern was one of their first investors? Roan makes the absolute highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable performance-driven clothing for men. Their entire line places emphasis on an active, balanced, and purpose-driven lifestyle. I'm wearing my spar joggers. I've got them in uh, heather gray. I've got them in navy. I've got my moleskin commuter slim pant. I've got my regular black commuter pant. I've got my dress shirts. So when I'm out in in in-person meetings, I have the nicer Roan product to wear. But most of the time, I'm working from home. And I've got my rain long sleeve gray heather camo. I've got my rain long sleeve hoodies. I am wearing the shorts for workouts, the seven inch Mako shorts. So I'll tell you what, from top to bottom, whether it's casual or business wear, Roan has me covered. I know they're going to have you covered too. And Roan is offering Sports Business Radio podcast listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to Roan.com, R-H-O-N-E.com and enter code SBR15 at checkout, like Sports Business Radio 15, SBR15 at checkout. Receive 15% off your purchase. That's Roan.com, R-H-O-N-E.com and enter promo code SBR15 at checkout. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. And thanks to our partner, Molka Sports, for powering Sports Business Radio. Learn more about them online at molkasports.com. That's M-A-L-K-A sports.com. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.